Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. Coming at you live from the Copples Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakoven and Nathan Brennan. We've made it. We've done it. You've done it. We're all here. It's time for a Friday edition of the Ticket Water Cooler brought to you by Coligan Water. And that means the weekend is right around the corner. Of course, it's a little bit better when the weekend gets here during the football season. But uh, there's baseball going on. And so that's exciting. Oh, yeah. We'll let you guys know what's going on out there at Haymarket Park. Nebraska taking on BYU in a uh, four-game series here, weather permitting, as we found out earlier in the week. But uh, looking good so far. Huskers up 2-0 on the Cougars at this point so uh, uh, make your way out to Haymarket Park at some point this weekend if uh, you want to have a, a good time watching a, some good baseball hopefully Nebraska can get back into it as we know they've kind of struggled this year um, but in any case it, it's baseball season and uh, there's nothing like enjoying a baseball game live Buck I'll say it I'm feeling good today I, yeah. I'm wearing my Las Vegas shirt um, I'm feeling myself a little bit. Had a good weigh-in at uh, Nutrition Authority. Shout out Nutrition Authority uh, over on 27th Street. Uh, it's Good Sense Friday, so shout oh, out to right, Good Sense. Yeah. Uh, we got some sandwiches today. They were absolutely amazing. I got some turkey, ham, bacon. Uh, they were money. So I, I'm sitting here. It's what do I do when I'm feeling lucky? I, I, I get in these zones. I get in these moods very rarely. So I'm between two things. I've got 20 bucks. It's burning a hole in my pocket. <laughs> Council Bluffs is only an hour away. I've got That's $20. Right. Is it more efficient? Or I guess no. I'll just say this. Is it smarter to either buy a lottery ticket or put that $20 on Nebraska to win the national championship? Because you know which way I'm leaning, Buck. And I'm telling you, I get in these zones very, very rarely. Sometimes I can be the kiss of death. Sometimes. Not always. So... This could work out, or it could be another three and nine season. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. If the fate might be in my hands, I take on that responsibility. But twenty dollars, which way should I go with it? I just go get a lottery ticket. <laughs> you don't have to drive as far. No, no. It's probably about an equal chance and a bigger payoff, probably if you win the lottery. But which one are we more? I feel much more confident in Nebraska. Didn't you see ESPN's <laughs> FBI yesterday? Even <laughs> though, even though they love Nebraska, they still gave him a listen, zero point zero listen, chance. That's the roundup feature. Team. Someone put it in Excel. <laughs> they had their automatic roundup feature on. It's fine. Nebraska has a shot. So I've got twenty bucks. We'll see where I. S- How about an over? I don't know. We'll How about see. an over under? You could uh, you could, like a season total that might help a little bit more than the national championship. What do you think? There. Uh, let me ask you this. Go ahead and text us too. Uh, start our aim and text line four zero two four six four five six eight five. If you had to give Nebraska an over under for wins losses this season, what would it be? I I don't think this line is out yet. Uh, I think they usually wait a little bit closer to to the season. I'd probably say 11 and a half. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> realistically, I think seven and a half is a good number. And I'd take the over. Boy. That's I a... think Vegas, especially after this FBI, I bet you Vegas puts it at seven and a half or eight. There's no way it's eight. I don't, I don't think. Maybe you don't think? Then you get a push? Vegas loves the pushes because you know what that means. The house always wins, Bob. <laughs> is that says, how it works? Yeah, no, the, yeah the house always wins. Uh, Scott says six. 
I'd say six and a half would probably be a reasonable one. Six and a half. I wouldn't go much higher than that. But you'd take the under. So that's why I hate that number. Well, <laughs> what do you want me to do about <laughs> What do you mean, what do I want you to do about it? Uh, seven and a half. All right, let, let's run through the schedule real quick. And, and Ladder Guy says again. $100 on the under. Come on. <laughs> Don't take the under. Life is too short to take the under. I'm telling you, always take the over. And then at least if you lose, you went down swinging. You all have gone down swinging for a lot of years here in a row now. If you're betting on Nebraska <laughs> season, that totals. unfortunately is probably because they true. have been uh, they've been predicting every year is the year that Nebraska looks like they're taking the next step. And does their over under reflect that? It usually reflects oh, that God. because they know well, they can you're get not Nebraska me feel fans. Any better, Bach. Well, they can get Nebraska fans. You know, Nebraska fans are always optimistic <laughs> until you've been beaten into this corner that I think we're in now, where it's not optimistic except for you, and now you're trying to beat optimism into us, which is fine too. I mean, I don't. Someone's got to do it, right? Yeah. I, I like me, I like the me and Vershawn. Me and Vershawn are least <laughs> leading the charge. I'm just not sure um, if if I if this is the Kool Aid season for me quite yet. We got to wait till the summer. Um, I, I think you. I think again, uh, the, the schedule does lighten up. I mean, if, even if you give Nebraska, um, you know, several games that aren't necessarily 50-50 games, it looks pretty possible, right? You have to believe that they'd beat Northwestern and Dublin. Now, we saw last year the Week 0 games, <laughs> who knows, but they destroyed Northwestern. Northwestern didn't look very good. That, that's got to be a win. North Dakota, Georgia Southern, you figure they start 3-0. and um, And so Those you're kind of halfway votes. there. Yeah, and try to get Shout some 10 receiving Buffalo votes. Wings and Rings. Me and Bach <laughs> will be coming and visiting you. Week 4, we'll be there. Uh, I don't necessarily give them I don't necessarily give him the the Oklahoma win, but I think about this because this is kind of strange, right? Caleb will like Nebraska's completely dodging the Caleb Williams exper- experience uh, somehow. Like this is the, one of the the front runners for Heisman. They which is crazy. They played in this time where they were able to pick apart Spencer Rattler, and you know, obviously, even I mean, I think Adrian might even look better than Spencer in that game. Obviously, that's not saying as much now as it was then when Rattler was a Heisman favorite. But Caleb Williams had this incredible like half season for Oklahoma where there were people trying to argue that he should be in New York, even though he didn't start the full year. Mm -hmm. Nebraska plays in them in back-to-back years and doesn't see Caleb Williams once. And even say what you will about Spencer Rattler, but he went into last season as a Heisman favorite. And when Nebraska saw him, he was still starting. So we got to see a guy we thought was going to be a Heisman favorite that Played very subpar in that game and for the majority of the season. Jory says, take the over. Thompson is light years ahead of Martinez mentally. Jory has spoken. (laughs) (laughs) Take the over. Uh, And that's that's good and all. Again, I I don't know. I'm a little bit concerned. I think your offensive line problem could hurt you a little bit more with Thompson than it did with Martinez. You know, and obviously Nebraska really struggled with their tackles Mm. and the the pass pressure um, that they needed to get going. Uh, Again, for what it's worth, uh, Thompson's not a statue or anything. He can move around, Mm -hmm. but he's. He do, he doesn't he, he's not going to run I don't think for the type of numbers that you saw Martinez do I don't think he's going to take off for a seventy five yard scramble No, but I think realistically, when he is healthy, Casey Thompson, I would say he is a top ten quarterback in college football when healthy, and that's a big if and that's a big win. But when healthy, I would say I would probably put him around the ten range. I don't think at any point in time, even at Adrian Martinez at his best, I don't know if you'd say he's a top 10 quarterback in the country. I mean, we saw Casey Thompson threw seven touchdowns in one game. I don't care who six you're... Six touchdowns and ran six, for one. Six. Okay, but he scored seven touchdowns. Right. I don't care who you're playing. If you're playing power five football and you score seven touchdowns in a game, you're pretty darn good. 
It is. I mean, they didn't win that game. Kansas won that game, but which was really <laughs> funny. Uh, shout out uh, Mangino, my boy. <laughs> Mangino had nothing to do with Mangino it. Mangino walked. Who was the, the coach last year? Was it still Les Miles? So no, Les Miles could not, run. It's not Les Miles. It's not uh, David B. They've been through a few there. They have. Um, it's been a disaster. Yeah. Well, it's Kansas football for you. Um, no, I, I think Casey Thompson, when healthy, is a top ten quarterback. So I'd probably have to agree with Jory on that one. Boy, I'd have to go through that. I'm not sure. I, I don't. I just. It's nothing against Casey. I think he could be. I think that he's got, um, you know, some certainly some, some good performances. I just don't know if he's put enough on film to be considered a top. He 10 was also quarterback. hurt quite a bit last season. Oh, yeah. We've we've talked about that. That's yeah. why I said that's a big if, and it's the game of football. Things happen. He very well could get hurt again. But when he is healthy and when he was on the field, he was a top 10 quarterback in college football. How does that translate at Nebraska? Well, we'll see. That's that's a big what if. And I, I to be entirely honest with you, I don't know what his weapons were like in Texas. Um, up until this season, well, I guess Texas is what? Fifth in the FPI ranking? Sixth? So <laughs> yeah. we're going to be paying attention to Texas quite a bit more this season. But, uh, that's what we're told. Uh, that, might, that might not translate at Nebraska. Uh, Ted says, when you have a quarterback who can see the field and get rid of the ball quickly, he doesn't need to scramble around like Martinez did. That was part of Martinez's problem. Half the time it was his fault, not his line. I don't know. He had to work miracles just to get out of some of those problems he was in. Um, do running quarterbacks tend to maybe get happy feet? And then, yeah, I think about everybody would have happy feet after playing the right. season behind that offensive line. I I get it that there's plays here and there, but that's an offensive line problem last year, and it's been addressed. They went to a new offensive line coach. You know, you're, you're shuffling in some different bodies out, out there at tackle. Um, and you do so have maybe a quarterback that probably sees the field a little bit better. I think there's something to be said for that. Yeah, I, I, I again, he's his, he's going to be more of a strength of the passing game than than Adrian was, and less of a threat in the running game. Uh, how does that equal out behind a bad offensive line? I I'm not sure if it's great. I mean, I, but he he does have mobility enough to move. He can't take as many hits. I don't think as Adrian. No, Adrian's built no. to take hits. Yeah, um, still got beat the heck up. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Casey, smaller guy, like you said, um, you know, has had injuries bother him in, in the past, finger injuries for what it's worth. But on your throwing hand, that can be quite a big Absolutely. deal for um, a quarterback. But hopefully, all healed up. I'm not. I, I don't. I don't want to doubt Casey Thompson. I just don't know if he's necessarily a huge upgrade from Adrian. He brings you something Ooh. different. He's definitely. I mean, more than anything, what Nebraska needed was change, a different look. Mm -hmm. um, so in that way, it's at least something different than Adrian. But I still think if you put Adrian and uh, and Casey Thompson out there in the transfer portal, um, you might have similar interest. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, I, mean, I mean, Adrian's almost got the same. It's not just Nebraska. Like, everybody across the country knows who Adrian is and how many times he hasn't won at Nebraska. So he's kind of got this stain on him. It's because of Nebraska, though. Right. I would say the majority of it is. Uh, but I, I would say Casey Thompson, maybe not to the quite the effect that Adrian does. Casey Thompson probably has some type of stain. I mean, you had you had Texas football, which was on the rise up to Sam Ellinger, which I, I don't remember what bowl game he was, but they have the meme, we're back, they won 10, 11 games or whatever it was. Yeah. And then they've regressed since oh, then. A sugar bowl. They, they've regressed. So you could make the same argument that Casey Thompson probably has a stain on him. Again, not nearly to the, the impact that K, that Adrian Martinez does because you're a 3-9 football team and the fan base essentially turned on him towards the end. 
but Casey Thompson's in a very similar situation, Buck. I, I wouldn't say it's all butterflies and rainbows for him coming to Nebraska. It'd be very interesting to hear what a Texas fan has to say because I wouldn't say that Texas is in any better of a spot now than when they were with or without Casey Thompson. No, and of course they got Quinn Ewers, and he might be the projected starter now. Um, but that's also something to consider as well. I mean, the Texas coaching staff went out to try to find their future quarterback with Casey Thompson on the roster. I, again, it's Texas. You, you, they should be able to have a, a bolt full of those guys. Um, but if he was such an, uh, you know, an obvious answer, um, then I think that he might have stayed at Texas. Obviously, he, he wanted something new. Um, it's worked out great for Nebraska. I just don't, you know, I I, I just don't want to um, get ahead of the horse here and, and say that he's going to be the difference maker, the reason why that they, you know, take this huge step forward. I, I think that he can do that. I mean, but for what it's worth, his biggest games again. This this shouldn't be. Uh, it's not always quarterback dominance equals wins because I mean it's the same thing with him. You know, his biggest games are, are Oklahoma and Kansas. They didn't win those games. Yeah. You're right, and, and I think that's part of my point, that if, if you asked a Texas fan, they probably wouldn't say the kindest things about Casey Thompson. I, I don't know, because I, I'll be honest with you, especially in this region, there really aren't too many Texas fans. There's quite a few <laughs> more Texas haters uh, than, there, than there are fans of Texas football. But I, I think there's something to be said for, one, the change of scenery, and two, when you have a guy in Casey Thompson – I don't want to use that as an excuse, but like you said, Bach, when you have a finger injury on your throwing hand and you're considered a pocket passer, that's going to have some type of impact on your play, right? You can't, you can't be entirely successful when that's the case. And ladder guy makes an interesting point, Bach, and I'm I'm curious to hear what you have to say about this because you saw Adrian Martinez for for quite a bit at Nebraska. He says take away the Minnesota and Purdue games last year, and you may have a quality lasting memory of Adrian Martinez. That might be true, but unfortunately, especially for Adrian Martinez and Nebraska fans, those are the games that if you wanted to make a bowl game, all things put aside, you you lost heartbreaking losses to Oklahoma, Michigan, Michigan State. Say what you will, those are top 25 teams in the country. Their losses, they happen. Games against Purdue and Minnesota, if you want to make a bowl game, you have to win. And those are the games that Adrian Martinez, unfortunately, for better or for worse, didn't show up and didn't perform. And they ended up as losses on on the schedule, and that's I would say that's probably the reason that you missed a bowl game. Oh well, yeah, and, and I mean among other things, you have to win another game, I suppose, or maybe right. you could have got that Rutgers spot. There you uh, go. But in any case, boom! <laughs> I would have put them seven. in the Rutgers spot to begin with at three <laughs> and nine, but I also would have put them in the playoff over Michigan because that was a dumpster fire. But yeah, not here nor there. Hey, Nebraska would have played Georgia closer. I stand by that. <laughs> There's no way of ever knowing, but Nebraska would have played Georgia closer in that playoff. Well, I, game. I think so too. I mean, they, see, they now we're talking, Buck. Uh, Georgia, talking. Alabama might have been a different level than yeah, the rest of the teams. Maybe, maybe, probably so. But uh, I I don't know. I mean I I I'm I'm excited to see all this and and what it brings. But it's just cra- it's crazy, especially to look at um, the legacy of Adrian Martinez. Now you weren't around for the, the guys before, but I'm sure you've heard of Tommy Armstrong and absolutely, um, obviously Taylor Martinez. Um, I don't know, especially with with Tommy Armstrong. I don't know if he, if Adrian's legacy compares well to Tommy. I, I I've said it for years. I'd probably take Tommy over Adrian. Um, both of them had obviously their downfalls, but Tommy had a heck of an arm. He can he can sling that ball downfield. Mm-hmm. Um, for what it's worth, was never benched during the porch. I mean, like you, you have to remember that too. Like Adrian 
played so poorly his his junior year um, that he was benched for a guy that couldn't throw downfield, Luke McCaffrey. Who's now Rice. Really couldn't do much. He's now a receiver at Rice. Goodness gracious. Um, So, you know, I I think there was certainly a way with Adrian. The good with Adrian was really good. The the bad um, was really bad. Either way, even when it was good, you didn't win. So uh, that's why this this new – Quarterback, I mean, almost regardless of who it was, was going to be welcome. And then to go get a guy the quality of Casey Thompson, I don't want to downplay that, and that's part of the reason why I think there is intrigue and excitement for this season that otherwise would have been hard to drum up for me. Um, right. But I, I just don't – I'm not ready as we go through this this list to go, uh, you know, think that that he's ready for – you know, it, it's, it's strange it is, as it is. Maybe Oklahoma because Oklahoma's got Brent Venables. That's one of the best defensive minds in college football. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that that will change pretty quickly um, from the numbers he was able to put on him last year. There's a lot of, obviously, uh, intrigue for that game for Casey Thompson. So maybe he does overcome it. It becomes one of the best stories. And that could propel Nebraska, you know, especially if they're 3-0, and somehow beat Oklahoma. Um, you know, it kind of goes back to the old argument we have every year is uh, what's the most important game on the schedule and you can't choose a non-con game because those don't matter as much as the conference right, games which is fair but when you're just talking about momentum think about the story nebraska would be if casey thompson left texas where he just demolished oklahoma's defense last year mm-hmm. gets to nebraska gets them an upset over oklahoma where his dad was obviously an, a, an all-american type quarterback um and then you know, who knows where it goes from there, but Nebraska would definitely be ranked and have the nation's attention on them. So, you know, when I'm thinking about momentum, as you compare that to a loss there, then they have Indiana, Rutgers, and Purdue and Illinois. Those are such winnable. And that's my point is if we're sitting here with Adrian Martinez, it's it's funny because we haven't even seen Casey Thompson take a real snap of football in Nebraska. So this is all just assuming and hoping. Those that stretch right there is what's going to decide if you are a 500 ish team like Nebraska was last year. The record didn't indicate that, but Nebraska was definitely good enough to play 500 and go six and six. Those are the games you have to win, and you have this lull over Wisconsin and Iowa. And if that continues and you lose those games, then where are you getting your wins to get a bowl game? If you drop three out of four of those, you're right back to square one. And I have a lot of confidence in Casey Thompson, especially in the middle of that season, because I know, Bach, you said you're worried about this offense getting a little bit of a slower start. Well, if you're six games into the season, you can't use that as an excuse anymore, especially when you have powder puff games against teams that play in the FCS. So you're going to be ready to go by that time. And I I think that Oklahoma game is going to be a strong indication of where this football team's at and where Casey Thompson's at. Uh, I want to make sure we we say what Thomas and Lincoln says, too, because it sounds like he's a Texas guy. He says, you're right, I'm not happy that Texas doesn't have Casey anymore, but Casey isn't a terrible quarterback. Most of the time that we lost, it wasn't his fault. He can throw the ball quickly and accurately, something we need. I'm upset with the staff on Texas and with the defense. Casey tried winning us most of those games. Adrian sometimes threw away the games that he could have won. Casey is a much bigger improvement. Nebraska has more of a chance of beating OU over Adrian. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and again, I, I can agree with most of that. I, I believe from what we've seen on, on tape that that's pretty good. But I think, we, you know, sometimes just be careful um, to confuse Casey Thompson with, um, I don't know, 
uh, you know, obviously Bryce Young or somebody like that. Like, I mean, he, he but I don't think started maybe half that. a season. He Hudson Card was in and out because of the injuries. Obviously, is part of it. But you know, this was a five and seven team he had last year at Texas. At Texas, you know, um, say what you will about whatever they've done to put that stuff together, but the recruiting's not a problem there. Listen, Bach, uh, I'm not saying that he's going to win the Heisman. I'm not even going to say that he's the best quarterback in the Big Ten. I'm saying when you look at the landscape of college football, very rarely are there Malik Willis's. Um, who is the kid at BYU that stinks with the Jets? Zach Wilson. <laughs> very rarely do you have these group of five guys that are top-tier talent. So I'm saying out of the Power Five schools, when I look at the landscape of college football, and maybe one day during the summer when there's not as much to talk about, we can do this and look at every projected starting quarterback in the Power Five I, it would be probably difficult to put Casey Thompson outside of that top 10 just because what he has shown on the field. When he's healthy, the kid's a stud. The kid can play. And that that's part of his problem is that a lot of the time when, when you look at these guys, you don't get the full story. Casey Thompson was not healthy for that entire season. You could probably say the same about Adrian. Adrian probably wasn't healthy throughout the entirety of that season either. But I'm, I I would much rather take my chances with Casey Thompson after what happened last year. I'll tell you, uh, at least this has already been done on SportsNot.com. Their top ten honorable mentions include Tanner Mordecai of SMU, Brennan Armstrong of Virginia, who really slings the ball yeah, around, Brennan Sam Hartman, or Hartman of Wake Forest, number ten. They have Will Rogers of Mississippi State, number nine, Jaden Daniels, who's now at LSU, former Arizona State player, mm-hmm. Malik Cunningham at Louisville. Coincidentally, uh, the guy God. that. Uh, Coincidentally, the guy that McCaffrey thought he could go start over. Malik Cunningham's not that good. Uh, number seven, Grayson McCall at Coastal Carolina. Number six, See, Jake. these are group of five guys. Well, some of them are. Number six, Jake Hayner at Fresno State. Group of five. Wow. Now, this list is already, I was I, I was like, all right, this is pretty legitimate. Number five, Quinn Ewers. Yeah. He, no. <laughs> You're not buying yours? I'm not buying that one yet. I mean, he has to take some snaps, right? Right. Uh, you can't just throw him in the top ten. Number four, Spencer Rattler. I, I don't yeah, know about that Yeah, come on. Either. No. Number I three, Caleb Williams. The, the, I mean, the, the real, the, the, cop, the, the best three players. I mean, once you get the top three, you can argue about the rest. Caleb Williams, uh, C.J. Stroud, and Bryce Young are yeah. head and shoulders and I would say, And else. I would say those are definitely your top three. Yeah. So, I mean, you could move some different names in there. I'm just not sure. Um, I mean... For what it's worth, it wasn't mentioned in that article, but um, that was just kind of running through it. I'm not sure. I, I but don't like, agree what, with that. What list. gives Malik Cunningham an edge over Casey Thompson? I don't. I don't see too much of a difference. What about Aiden O'Connell though? Here in the in Purdue, you think he's probably more proven at this point? I would say that. But this is this is the problem though. Is Purdue was what an eight win football team nine, last year? Nine, nine wins. Yep. So that probably is a factor into it. But if you ask me right now, who would I rather have as the starting quarterback for my football team? I'd tell you Casey Thompson, and I bet a lot of people would probably agree with that. I don't know. I'd probably you don't think? No, I don't call really? It's probably going to be, you know, if C.J. Stroud wasn't there. Well, I mean, C.J. Stroud's the best player in the Big Ten. I don't even think that's really much And he's discussion. got, I mean, he's got the, the deal where it's hard to figure out how good he is, right? Because I mean, he's got Travion Henderson. And, right. Uh, you know, and, when you play with, when your weapons are four or five stars, yeah. it makes your job a little bit easier. Casey Thompson's got a five star. <laughs> Trey Palmer, baby, let's go. Hey, Omar Manning, too. I guess he was kind of a high four star, so maybe not. Yeah. He's got weapons. 
He's got a few you know, weapons. Brody Belt, Buck. Brody Belt's the best Let's football player in the team. Brody Belt's name. That's right. I know it. I know it. You do know it. Uh, we'll take a quick break here on the Ticket Water Cooler. Once again, thanks to the Good Sense Subs today and Pillar Restaurant Group for providing our yeah. staff with delicious sub sandwich meals. Each Friday we do that. Our host and staff gets that, so it's great. It's Good Sense Fridays here at 93.7. The Ticket. Stop by any of their five Lincoln locations. Of course, like I said, we are sponsored by Coligan Water, and we will be right back here on the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket. Thank you.